Okay, so Green Prince episode three, and we went to the cinema yesterday to watch Creed three, the blockbuster movie starring Michael B. Jordan. And Alfie over here, when the <laughs> film finished, laughed and said, I'm going to destroy that tomorrow. So I'm going to let Alfie take this away. I mean, it was exactly what I was expecting. Like, exactly what I was expecting. Um, entirely predictable. Not really any kind of emotion inspired in me from that movie. Not really any excitement about the series. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Completely emotionless ride of, I don't know, just... It's just money on screen in it, and not really a lot more. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, do you know what's really funny? I actually completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Um, so, I think I can appreciate that the plot story had, had, had plenty of holes in it and things like that, but I think that, I don't know, I thought it was a bit of fun, and they... You know, you've got your classic Rocky villain. Um, you've got the the underdog story. I thought they built tension quite well between the two of them for what it was. You know, they tried to address the story as much as they could. Um, I actually was enjoying the film while I was sitting there watching it. I I have I have issues with it, but like I think to come, you you expected it to be something. And I think everyone going to the cinema expects it to be something, and it delivered on what. So you're 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 paying to go and watch something, and it delivers to how you expected it to deliver. And I know I know you're saying you know it was uninspired this that the other, but like, I I went I was like this is going to be a bit of fun. It's going to be really over dramatic, kind of bit a bit far fetched. Creed's going to win at the end, and yeah, I I, I thought it was enjoyable. The, the, the music score was a bit of fun you know everyone was a bit aggressive for no reason it was it was like <laughs> you know it was it was I, I mean that you know a lot of cliches in terms of like you know don't turn the daughter into a monster the whole blah, movie blah, blah. the whole movie was a cliche yeah but that, it was I think one enormous cliche yeah but we all knew that I don't know yeah, if, I, we, yeah, I don't know if you yeah, can criticize it yeah, we knew it was going to be a cliche yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and for me so so I will so you know, I, we've got three points each based, you know, based on how I want to discuss the film. And the the, the plot story that I had the most problem with um, was the plot story. The plot hole. So, so the plot hole within the story that I had the most problem with. I, I kind of didn't mind the rest. Was I'm still trying to work out why Dame did 18 years in jail. <laughs> so he. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he had a, he had a few miners pulled a gun out on a group of guys, got caught, and and did eighteen years in jail. Yeah. That's like a that's a life sentence. Maybe it was underage, unlicensed gun. Yeah, but threat, like eight like threat the deadly weapon. I mean, with I with context, is John Morant going to jail for eighteen years? <laughs> <laughs> like, I I, yeah, I don't think. But but, you can... but but you know, Dame was how how old were they supposed to be in that scene? Well, I, I think Michael B. Jordan, that scene's 13, 14, maybe 15. Dame can't be, can't be older than 21. 
he's got only be like three years between them so like yeah what why is he going to jail for 18 years if like i don't know if they talked about how him coming is, out and reoffending. how old is creed supposed to be in this movie because they make a yeah. big thing about him you know he's getting old yeah 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 but um, and dame's older though so i'm reckoning 35 38 at the time I, i'm reckoning creed's 35 and, and dame's 38 something around that but for me that was the one thing where I was like okay I like that there's all this history and stuff but 18 years in prison for what like that that's the that for me that kind of that jarred me a little bit and that's where I you know that's what I come out of it with like I get that you know there was I get that being in jail for 18 years you still want to have your shot but it wasn't believable that he got 18 years for just pulling the gun. I mean, I say just pulling a gun on someone. I've never well, pulled like, a gun on someone. But, <laughs> it's like, but I also it's don't like expect you to get 18 movie, years though, for that. It? Like, it's, 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 a, it's risk-adverse writing. Like, they, they don't want to put anything in that, you know, someone could... I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a low-level crime that you can show on screen. You know what I mean? He didn't actually shoot anyone. It's not actual murder. That would ostracize the audience, the the target audience from that character completely. Yeah. I think I think that. What's that, the age certificate on it? I don't know. We'll check. You keep talking. Well, it can't. It can't have it must been. Must have been 12A, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't have been higher than that for sure. Um. PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. So he pulled a gun. And uh, and then got eighteen years in jail. I, that for me that was a problem. That was a problem. I, mean, I would say, like, as, as much as I agree with you, I'd say that's a pretty minor plot hole. Like, point, <laughs> point, point but that's the whole foundation of the story. Oh, I've done eighteen years. What for? <laughs> you uh, should have done two or three, and you could have had a career. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had a boxing career if you'd done probably the appropriate amount of time well, for doing what he did. That's not his. That is not like character's fault, though. You know, it's. I know what you mean. I do. I do agree. It's. It's kind of like. It's just risk adverse writing. It's, it's it was another cliche. It's another cliche. That whole flashback thing, you know, dropped on the, that whole sort of back to his, you know, uh, Creed going back to his to his childhood sort of thing throughout, or during flashbacks that are dropped on us, you know, bit by bit throughout the movie. Like that's a cliche in itself. It, it's it's redoing the rags to riches story that Creed up until this point over. Course of three movies has already told. It's, yeah. it's just filling. It's fleshing it out a little bit more. And we all like a rags to riches story, though. Yeah, but this is. I mean, it's, it's is not going to be. Cri- it's not, yeah, but it's not going to be critically acclaimed in the Rocky series. The ninth. <laughs> well, yeah, I, but I have a feeling this is. Now I've I've watched the first Creed. I didn't watch the second. I have a feeling this was the best Creed though. No. <sighs> What? I, I, I really, I, I, just, I, I don't, I think it, 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 it didn't miss that much. I really don't. For, for what it was, for the, you know, it's, it's almost, it's, it's a big franchise movie. Everyone knows what's going to happen. I think, you know, now the story didn't turn out to the way I wanted it to turn out, but we'll maybe talk about it a little bit later. But in terms of the box office you know what you're going to see i th- i think you know a two hour film I-, I think it was i don't know i think it was i was excited i was excited i was actually on edge at times <laughs> i really was i was on edge i um <clears throat> i was actually on edge until the boxing fight to be honest until the actual yeah so, so <laughs> i mean i mean, I, mean for, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I i felt the tension 
throughout the movie was built really well. I I, I do. I, I think um, that the I think that you kind of saw what was ha- gonna come. You know, you kind of saw it coming. But I but I felt the way Michael B. Jordan, uh, Adonis Creed, and Jonathan Majors, who played Diamond Dame, um, or is it Dame Diamond, whatever. I think their I think their relationship on screen built a good bit of drama. I think you can put drama. that down uh, most of that down to the performance that Jonathan Majors gives in this movie. Yeah, I think he he was brilliant. His acting far exceeded um, every other every other characters. In my opinion, I thought he was he was kind of the. Um, Is the villain always not the best character? I feel like the villain's always the best character though. Yeah, I definitely think we uh, we're attracted to. Um, they're often the largest characters yeah um, I mean this, this is a prime example of that like Jonathan Majors is I'd, I'd, I'd go as far to, as to say maybe the only character in this <laughs> <laughs> no one else there's no attempt to characterise any any other character in this they're all re- reoccurring from the the previous two Creed movies they've all they're all well established and they're not built on at all, uh huh. At all, yeah. It, they're they're entirely ignored. Like, there's, you know, Creed is Creed. He is who he is. He's, but he's a rich boxer. But, he's got a little bit older. But isn't Creed it. coming round to maybe opening up a little bit more? And uh, you know, I, 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 it's appealing to a family audience. I think. Uh, yeah, well, you know, like yeah. you know, he's 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 the man. He's maturing. He thinks he always needs to be the the rough protector, but. This film is kind of making him go back to his roots and, and then realize and he's then wrong. Realize and the, only thing, the only way he can fix the issue is beating the dude up and <laughs> ring in front of the world. Like, <laughs> it, um, it's it's. I, I, I think you're clutching at straws to try I'm and not, say there's I'm any not. character development. No, no. The, okay, like okay. So there wasn't much character development. Um, did you did you enjoy your viewing experience? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was so predictable. It was hard not to feel a little bit bored. Like the spectacle of it is great. I mean, there's obviously so much. I, I don't know what how much you know what the budget of this movie was, and I kind of dread to to think. Like I don't really want to know because um, there You're was find so out. much money on the screen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ridiculous. From from how many kind of like cameo appearances there are from like famous boxers music artists that kind of stuff um, and also like the people that they've got to do the soundtrack like all kinds of, it's ridiculous how, how expensive according to Wikipedia the budget was 75 million US dollars yeah fair enough there the box go. office it's made 101.5 million so it's making profit what, already yeah box office it's only been out first weekend, weekend. yeah so they've made they've profited well of course they have but I mean you know my point is there's a, there's a huge amount of money on the screen mm. so it's a, a spectacle because mm. didn't you say it was the biggest sports movie box opening weekend of all done, time it's, yeah yeah it's, it's the most successful opening weekend for a sports movie for sure um, oh, this is where cinema's going isn't it and I think that's what I'm frustrated at and that's what I'm annoyed at um Ultimately, and that's what stopped me from enjoying it. The spectacle was great. Where is it going? The story is. Where's cinema going? Yeah. Well, like it, it goes back to that uh, that New York Times article from 2019, where Scorsese expanded on him on his statements about Marvel movies not actually being cinema and instead being like more akin to a theme park ride, like a roller coaster, um, and they are not cinema in his eyes. Um, 
his, I mean, his, his argument was that cinema is something that does conjure emotion in its audience or you know there's some kind of there is an unexpected element there is threat in a superhero movie there's not threat if you go into a movie knowing what's going to happen knowing that there's that takes a huge amount of the drama away there's no danger in in the in adding on another sort of episode to a franchise where the characters are all going to still be there at the end I'm not saying somebody has to die I mean you know things like Star Wars Marvel and in my opinion this it's we're just building on really outdated ideas now yeah um, and I mean where like where does it go from here the thing is it, it, it ends this movie ends really teasing Creed's retirement you don't expect him to fight again in fact he's actually retired at the beginning of the movie and he comes out of retirement to fight this old nemesis who's turned up out of nowhere it would be ridiculous for now there to be another movie where Michael B. Jordan plays Adonis Creed boxing again in his 40s or something so I mean what's going to happen next but you know there's, there's nowhere for it to go equally I don't expect them to leave it at this I'm almost sure there'll be another movie installment in the Rocky franchise I don't think there can be another Creed. His well, daughter, that's what it'll be. Well, there you go. His daughter turning up. And, I, and I'll tell you... Def- definitely. And 100%. I'll tell you who the coach will be. Bloody Jonathan Major's character. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that could be... I, and it's, and I it's, see what you mean. It's, I never, see what you mean. it's never going to end. <laughs> I, think the th- I think the thing is as well, like, the, these blockbuster movies, um, I, I think a lot of the time, you know, flat to deceive, but I, I think... St- there, there is, there is a lot of films kind of coming out, um, like the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, it's like that's there's, there's film, there's, yeah, but there's films that are coming out that are maybe at that level where it's like, oh, it's really good, but not worth going to the cinema to see, because of the way they're kind of pitched at you. Like they're not, the the, the trailers aren't unbelievably dramatic. You know, well, it's that. What you're talking it's the, about? It's the, I feel. I feel like film is kind of there is a movement to like a general fiction kind of area where the stories are well written and really good, but they're not necessarily. You can't put them into a two minute trailer and and you know create drama that drives you to the you know to buy a ticket. What to you're talking about is big budget versus mid budget movies. Yeah, you're talking about like you know, the appeal of movie of of the Marvel franchise and the Rocky franchise versus. The low, the lower budget single instalment stories, mm. like um, well, well, the like, menu, like, like Banshees, like the menu, like um, Triangle of Sadness recently, um, directors like um, Martin McDonough who did mm-hmm. Insurance and uh, a handful of others in Bruges back in the day. The one uh, Bradley Cooper did um, with the two young, the young boy falling in love with the teacher. What? Name escapes me, but I'll get I'll get don't there. But, yeah, but yeah, mid-budget yeah. movies they're not they don't have the same draw at the box office. They might yeah, do yeah. well on Netflix, and that's why all mid-budget sell straight to Netflix. And the cinema is is becoming entirely almost these licorice pizza. Never heard of it. Uh, these <laughs> entire these no, I think I have actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the cinema is becoming entirely these big-budget franchises. And and I will say like for six months there, there has not been a film I want to go and see in the cinema and because because I think it's been because this is happening so often that you know these big budget movies are doing the same thing over and over again just 
changing the characters, changing the pitch, changing the time of day. Well, a lot of those movies and, that and we just for, mentioned, for, I would have gone to see in the cinema for sure. <clears throat> but I, I would yeah, like no, to. but like that. But guess, obviously, they weren't necessarily pitched in a way that you know that a lot. You know, a lot of these films are just going straight to Amazon. Are just going straight to Netflix. Yeah, like, look yeah, at yeah, um, yeah, yeah. well, that's all they can uh, do. Quiet on the not... Western Front. I think that went straight to net, or it had one that, night in the I, cinema. I think that went straight to Netflix. Budget, to <laughs> yeah, but like, so even some big budget films are going straight to Netflix. I think you will, yeah. But I do think Creed was. I but you enjoyed it. I yeah, I did, I did. Uh, but I will move on to some thi- some other things. Okay. So I I I want to talk about the way the tension was built and how I felt it was was dropped in the final fight right. we, we, we got up to um, we, we got up to like an hour and 20 minutes and, and that's that's when they were kind of doing the ring walks who, which by the way I uh, really liked the ring walks I, I can't stand it when you're really hyped for a big match or something like that and they come out in a really disappointing song you know <laughs> you know you know when like I, I think when <laughs> the kind of thing it, that happens quite a lot in actual even boxing. even though when Deontay Wilder Deontay Wilder came out in a throne and a mask lost and then blamed the the throne yeah, and the yeah. mask but <laughs> but I love the showmanship I I, I think I, I th- showmanship is uh, you know I I love that well, kind if, of stuff if you like so, showmanship so I, I love that yeah yeah exactly yeah, like, um, is... <clears throat> but however I, you know I, I I'm not um, the storytelling for for me. If to, to you know to make this an you know unbelievable film, there's there's another direction I wish the story went, but the, you know storytelling's kind of got to be on point as well as showmanship. To be fair, to kind of tie it all in, but so so I thought the tension between the two, the relationship was built really well, and then the boxing Creed match, and, um, Dame. Creed and Dame, and then the boxing match, you know round one, round two, round three, and then they went into this, they switched. They switched up a new thing, and it was the this Rocky franchise. The one, the one change, I guess, was that uh, yeah, they they, they, they went into this the arena crowd. on their own, yeah, <laughs> and and like I, I, I the feel massive focus. I, I feel like that. I feel like that didn't hit at all. I, I yeah, I don't I, think the whole, I didn't think the fight did at all. Yeah, the I, climax, it, it was. I felt and it then they came the out, and they came out, they came out. They did a two minute of you know immersive. You know, punching each other up. Someone's up, someone's down, and then it was round twelve. And I thought, where's the? You know, I, they had forty minutes at the start of the fight. There was forty minutes left of runtime, and I was like, how have you just done the fight in five minutes? This is what the whole film's about. Yeah, well, that, this... <laughs> and, and I and I get you can't just do a thirty-six minute, twelve round fight in the middle of a film. I understand that completely, but like. They do what they do round one, they do round two. They, I think they did the third round and it looked quite even. Then they went into this immersion, removed the crowd, and there was all these CGI effects where they were beating each other up. One t- transformed into a lion, the other. Uh, I'm sure there was some some what? kind of some kind of transformation. <laughs> and then it went to round twelve, and I was like, well, the whole, you know, tension also builds within the fight within a fight you know over a 12 round period and like skip out rounds four five six maybe you know but maybe at the end of round six someone gets knocked down and then has to fight you know i i just think the fight completely the fight missed the fight was was i think the fight missed in the the way that the whole movie did it felt like from the start to finish like the story was moving along just ticking boxes so all right now we have you know we've got the initial you've got the the um 
the stasis established, you know, happy life in the mansion with the daughter, all of that. And you got the, the introduction of the threat, uh, Dane turns up, and then you get, you know, you get the like the um, gradual reveal of the history between uh, Creed and Dane. And then, you know, you hit the montage scene and you run you, you're the training, the classic Rocky training montage scene, and they like fly through that. We're gonna do a montage. And then you hit, and then you hit the fight and it, and it, fires through that it, as you say like the immersive cutting out the crowd it's just the two of them focused on each other obviously had the intention of being really dramatic and uh, well, immersive for the audience what it actually felt like it was doing was rushing and in the same way every part of this story every facet of the story just felt rushed mm. it was a two hour movie that <laughs> I mean the, I don't know how that still managed to feel rushed the plot felt rushed <clears throat> Now, Despite that's really it following exactly the same art, that's exactly really the same stories as nine yeah. movies that have come before it, but eight does, movies that have come before it. Do things now feel rushed because of the the vast array of six episode series, ten episode series, where where no. everything's given the time to kind of play out I'm a story? Not, I'm not making and anything. even six and ten episode series, as we you know looked at in Happy Valley and stuff, can still feel rushed. Yeah, of course. I'm so, not comparing so this two, to but, but TV to, Yeah, but to a two-hour film... I, I now think, wow, it's actually really hard to deliver a whole story in a film. What? Like, no, but, no, but it, I don't think it's easy to do. I, I, don't, mean, I don't think it's easy to deliver your story in a short time frame. Like, in a short time frame. What's well, the art of the short story, isn't yeah, it? Well, well that's, that's, the, that's true, but I think it's really hard. So I, I, I'm almost more forgiving about a film being rushed than a TV series because a film doesn't get the time to play out the storylines to build on character as much so the films that do that really well obviously deserve all the plaudits and everything like that but we see it you know we see it films slowly becoming two hours two and a half hours you know so many films are three hours now why do you think that is? I, I think because people feel like they need the longer running time to deliver the story that they want to deliver. Well, I, well, why, but, because why? I don't because you know I feel, think about how hard it must be to deliver a, a well-written story in 90 minutes. But plenty of people are doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 of, yeah, of course, movies. absolutely. There's, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a million fantastic uh, but, short but, stories. But in now, fact, I think it's probably the medium that that exemplifies good writing yeah, absolutely, more than any but, other. But it's how can you story. however you look at things that we we always complain about things being done before, yeah. So and and so do I don't know if if the modern you know if I, I don't I couldn't blame a modern writer for not being able to complete do something completely new and off the cuff in in, in such a short period of time because it's been because so many things have been done before in the ninety minutes in the you know one hour when it's done you know before, fifty minutes we touched on it earlier when we were talking about trailers that bring people to the to the cinema and that. Um, when it's been done before, it almost guarantees an audience. Like, look at the the success that Star Wars has had. Look at the success that I guess superhero movies generally. Or, I mean, look at the success that Rocky had. Um, you you release a movie like you know you release a movie like Creed and you, you redo it. It's a remake, isn't it? Really, it's a remake of the Rocky franchise, and that's guaranteed to bring a huge amount of people to the cinema. Yeah, you know, people that grew up that, that you know were our age in the eighties or whatever might now be taking their kids to see Creed. Mm-hmm or whatever I don't know you know or going back for the nostalgia there's a there's a definite there's a there's a definite audience when something's already got its hooks in it's harder to advertise a 
a brand new story and a brand new idea it's way it's way harder to draw people in because there's not there's no hook already there mm. um, I think that that's why that's why we're seeing well that's one of the reasons that we're seeing um, all these franchises taking over the cinema and y- unique individual stories one-off movies or you know uh, Knives Out Glass Onion being a good example you know turning up going straight to Netflix right um, we're seeing we're seeing less of those make it in the cinema or, or have large box office turnouts. Yeah, um, and it's frustrating that it's like to me that we're we're not getting anything original. It, it feels a little bit, I don't know, like we're getting like we're getting history sort of resold to us in a cynical kind of way. Um, yeah, and I think that's if we, if we go back to the movie. So, one more thing about Creed Three before we kind of give our verdicts and things like that. I don't know if you have... Any, do you have anything else specific to say about the film? One thing that's occurred to me while we've been talking and that's completely irrelevant to everything that we've discussed so far is um, where the hell was Rocky? <laughs> like, you know, Rocky does not make an appearance, but, you know, um, Stallone, Sylvester Stallone does not appear in this movie. He's not there. I think he still had a hand in the production. He's directed by Michael B. Jordan, the um, but Rocky is absent and his absence is not explained which is quite strange well apparently he's going to return in Creed 4 <laughs> well there you go there's already there you go so there's me speculating that they're going to that they're, you know they're not going to drop it and there's going to it's going to be the daughter and yeah cool but then you know if he's going to return in Creed 4 how do they account <laughs> so there is a Creed 4 for, how, how do they account for his absence in this movie where was he? I, <laughs> on holiday. Like. So I think there was some real life stuff going on. Yeah, of course there was, but they didn't even make any any effort to kind of you know to make sense of that to justify his absence. Yeah, he actually says um, Stallone's actually come out and said that um, the film was taken in a direction quite different to the one that I would have taken it. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> But, but anyway, I mean, so I want to talk about an alternative direction um, that I think the film should have gone in. Okay. And and you can kind of tell me if you agree or, or, or disagree. So we're we're about half an hour in and, and, and half an hour in I'm thinking, okay, so Dame's got the title fight um, with Felix. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh no, I would have much preferred to see a long drawn out rebuild for Dame under Creed's like guys so I would have mm-hmm. I would have much preferred to see a back and forth struggle for Dame getting getting to the top with Creed kind of in his co- so I basically didn't want to see Creed box I wanted Creed to be kind of it I, I want I wanted this to be a story about Dame and I guess I wanted a, the nice version of this story where Dame's come out of prison and there was a full full on redemption story you know he struggles a bit he you know turns to the dark side maybe like he did against Felix but like Felix is maybe the fight that gets built up at the, to the, towards the very end Felix is the one he's aiming for and, all, and kind of through he has to do two or three kind of lesser fights you know he maybe gets in trouble with people that he was involved with in prison like during the movie and and adonis has to kind of get him out of that in 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 some way maybe they have a street brawl or something like that 
and 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 the film ends with dame having this kind of full because because for me in the flashbacks even though dame looked like so so i didn't think the flashbacks made dame look as spiteful as he turned out to be what 18 years in prison would presumably do that to you 18 years in prison for no reason would presumably (laughs) do that to you but i i think the the um for me the bond that the, the bond that was in the flashbacks kind of made it look like like it it didn't make it for me it was like the the bond that they had there's no way that they they got they stopped contacting each other for 18 years and and but I mean that's and, all explained it is explained but I don't believe it and I personally would have loved 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 the kind of he comes out of jail Creed doesn't trust him it doesn't because because Creed actually trusted him straight away up over time and Creed, Creed doesn't trust him but then, yeah and I think I and do then, think that would have a better story and then there was a then there had... was a redemption arc where Dame is really struggling really gets gets back involved with you know the bad team Creed's you know throughout and out you know for 45 minutes Creed is trying to help him distance himself from that kind of world and then it gets his title fight and it's a 12 round thriller and Creed's in his corner and maybe he's you know he is old he's they're thinking he needs to throw in the towel and he overcomes he overcomes it eventually and becomes like you know the oldest world champion ever kind of thing and and that's made it that's made a big uh you know they make a big fuss about that you know the story that he's been through maybe he like breaks a few bones along the way like when he gets jumped or something like that and really comes out as like this redeeming character that went to prison on behalf of his friend because at the end of the day creed instigated an assault ran away and, and dame did the 18 years you know, I, I would have loved him to get. I would have loved him to get his moment in a different way. You know, in a, a complete re- redemption story. You make Felix a really bad guy. Then again, <laughs> I also saw the film debuted in Mexico City. <laughs> so making uh, making uh, Felix the villain might not have been, got <laughs> might have not gone down so well. <laughs> um, but like you know, making Dame have a really good, fulfilling redemption story that had loads of twists and turns and like nah this guy is not going to do it he, he just cannot shake the prison life and then he does it in the end I would have absolutely been all over that but Fair obviously well, there you go Tristan's rewritten a movie that he liked for us and I'd... I think you'd have to have called it Dame <laughs> Dame not, one not Creed yeah <laughs> and I, you know as much as I'm joking about that that probably is where it's going to go I mean I'm, I'm almost sure Jonathan Majors as Dame will make a, an appearance in Creed Four. Um, oh yeah, of course. But I'm I not mean, interested every, in every other Creed. Now. Every other Creed villain was back. Yeah, you know, like the <laughs> Creed polishes off Tony Bellew playing um, Billy Conlon or whatever his name is. Yeah, who was the villain and the you know the, the the antagonist in the first Creed. He polishes him off in the first five minutes of this one. Yeah, and uh, Drago's back as well. And they're like bad boys now. <laughs> yeah, I, well, but that kind of, that sometimes does happen in in you know real world boxing. Where yeah, no, no, people end up having does. great respect for each other. Cool, yeah, of course I, it but, does. but this is it. I'm not interested in the Dame story now. I was interested in it then and there, and I feel I feel like you could have done a really nice redemption angle that's different to the to the blueprint structure, and and I would have been all over that. It also sounds like you wanted a, you want a series, not a movie. I think you could have done it in a film. I don't know. That's a lot to get through there 
comes out of jail gets you know I don't know gets in a bit of bother with his old gang from prison it felt rushed as it was yeah to pack more in. yeah like, uh, no I but I'm not trying to pack the big build up between Dame and Greed they're, to, they're in this together kind of thing you know it's it's you know they're having dinner when that you know that scene when they're having dinner he's like I don't need handouts maybe he comes to him and goes man I'm in trouble you know and that and, and that's where it goes and yeah, then well, that's kind of at the start of the film you know I kind of um, hated the um, the rubber ducky incident in this which is a really specific <laughs> term or a writing technique where you um, you alter a character's backstory you change it after the fact you alter a character's backstory after having already established it to allow for new events to happen in the character's future i.e. the introduction of Dame as a character happens in this film and is never you know I mean he hadn't been thought of by the writers yeah until Creed 3 yeah and so they what do we do in the oh, we'll do this. yeah you have to change you have to alter the, the, the character's past um, <laughs> don't like this is an example of that done kind of seamlessly but generally I think it's a really lazy technique and it's I mean it fits right it, it goes it fits really well with this kind of like Hollywood franchise writing yeah um, it's, it's exactly the effort I expect from them and that's what I disliked most about this movie it gave me everything I expected it mm. met all my <laughs> my negative expectations um, crazy I yeah. was bored and still felt and it still felt rushed so uh, yeah it's just a huge example of money on screen not a huge amount else um, so we disagree yeah. so we disagree and, and I think but it sounds is, like you wanted the movie to be radically different well I wanted the music I did want the movie to be radically different but I still enjoyed my experience I, yeah, I, I you know for the, if the movie's radically different in the way that, that I maybe wanted it to go it maybe gets an unbelievably high rating from me. So, so it's you know, and, and it's you know, I come out and it's you know one of the be you know best films I've ever seen. Maybe not, but like you know, if the, if the film was, if it, if the film didn't follow its bl blueprint and went on in a slightly different way, because the blueprint is is all about Creed. He's retired. He's got to come out of retirement and overcome the odds. That that you know that's the story. That's what we all went and expected. That's probably what we all went and expecting, and that's what happened. I would have loved for that not to go that way, and Creed actually takes on the role of yeah, this, yeah, as you've said. you know, whatever. So, you know, I just but despite me wanting it to go differently, I still can't deny. I, I, I you know, you I, your I, I I was on the edge of my so seat let's get ever, numbers a little bit, way. a little bit. I think we're gonna go with um this one out of ten sorry one to ten scale yeah yeah um the number is realistically it's it, it's pretty arbitrary it's just a number that we're giving yeah it. we're just putting on a, um, a scale I guess. and i think the like the formalized version of that rating will come out with the written reviews that we're doing um but for now i give us a four. Oh. <laughs> i give us a four partly out of bitterness about the direction about it's you know its contribution to the direction that cinema's going or direction that it's gone maybe um, but mostly just for, just for such an unoriginal story mm -hmm. like even you know ninth installment in, in a rock in a franchise yeah you're telling the same yeah story yeah so yeah so, so I, I'm gonna give it a seven <laughs> and I'm gonna give it a seven because despite agreeing with you on on those um you know fundamental points about the direction of cinema. I 
I enjoyed my experience and uh, sometimes I sometimes I feel like you know that's what you've got to kind of put yeah. it down to and uh, you know I, I know there are major major issues with the film but it, but I, I kind of enjoyed it I, I don't want to see another boxing film for about three years <laughs> but I've seen the boxing film I've seen my three yearly installment of boxing film and and uh, and I, I was enjoyed your experience. you know I was yeah. I was pleasantly it's not the case that satisfied. I don't enjoy any movie that's made by a major Hollywood's you know you know that's part of a major Hollywood franchise um, but generally I'm, I'm gen- generally it frustrates me that we're not getting as many mid-budget movies appearing in the cinema uh, original ideas single stories one-off experiences that actually inside a little bit of emotion <laughs> mm. instead you just get these kind of predictable thrill rides mm. strap in you know exactly where you're going yeah, 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 like yeah riding yeah. the same roller coaster yeah. a million times um and that feeling, that bitterness, I guess, prevented me from seeing the positives that you, that you saw. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that it, guys. Um, let us know what you think about that film. It was entertaining, but there's big problems. <laughs> <laughs>